We have finally figured out what kind of system the new world order is going to be. And it's not communism, and it's not capitalism, and it's not a monarchy or a democracy. I'm Alex Newman, and this is Behind the Deep State. The deep state, we all know, has been pushing for this idea of what they call a new world order, like this. To bring China into the creation of a new uh, 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 world order. And for the international order that we have worked for generations to build. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge. For a long time now, we've been discussing and debating what is this new world order going to look like? And so uh, people on the left wing of the political spectrum sometimes say, oh, it's going to be a, a capitalist new world order where the capitalists are going to treat us all as slaves and steal the fruits of our labor uh, by exploiting us and busting up our unions. Uh, and then you have those on the more uh, right wing side of the spectrum say, oh, it's going to be a communist new world order. Well, not exactly. Turns out the New World Order is going to be what is called a technocracy. And uh, that's a term that really has not been uh, much in use uh, in the popular lexicon, but it's a really important term and it's been around for a really long time. Uh, to kind of understand it in a simple way, basically just imagine getting rid of individual liberty uh, under various pretexts, you know, saving the environment, saving the whales, saving the planet, or, uh, you know, economic efficiency, making sure we don't waste resources on silly things. Uh, and so, you know, different pretexts are used, but the, the common thread that runs through all of it is that we're going to get rid of representative government. We're not going to have, uh, you know, kings or, or Congress or anything like that. Uh, instead, we are going to be ruled by technocrats, um, basically uh, scientists and engineers under the control of the elite. So you might think of it as kind of like a scientific dictatorship, or at least a pseudo-scientific dictatorship. Now, the term has been around for a really long time. Uh, actually, it, it popped up in the 1930s. In 1932, the head of Columbia University, Nicholas Murray Butler, uh, announced that uh, his radical university, which was already filled with, you know, communists and kooks and, and quacks of all varieties. Of course, that was the home of uh, John Dewey, the guy who helped uh, dumb down the American people through the public school system, uh, not to mention the Frankfurt School, you know, the, the sickos who came over from Germany and uh, tried to deconstruct morality and civilization. Uh, and they decided they were going to support this idea of technocracy. Now, there was a big scandal uh, it's actually recounted in this book that I'll come back to uh, shortly by Patrick Wood. And uh, the, the term kind of got a, a nasty smell to it. But uh, the technocrats did not give up easily. So in, uh, they, they then formed this magazine called The Technocrat Surprise. And uh, in 1938, they defined technocracy this way. They said it's the science of social engineering, the scientific operation of the entire social mechanism to produce and distribute goods and services to the entire population. How cute, right? So we have no need anymore for private property. We get, get rid of money, get rid of prices that are arrived at in a free market through the forces of supply and demand. Uh, and basically you have this new system where uh, the accounting unit would be like energy or CO2 now. We, we hear a lot from the United Nations, uh, resources basically. Uh, a resource-based economy uh, is a term you often hear associated with technocracy. So individuals essentially become cogs in the machine. The, the elites, the engineers, and the uh, 
scientists decide what should be produced, how it should be produced, and then you just kind of get plugged into the system uh, wherever the uh, scientific dictators think you would best fit. And if you notice, there's a lot of resemblance here with the central planning that, that, that was tried in the Soviet Union, that was tried in communist China, uh, and that has been a failure everywhere it has ever been tried. Now they say they have big data, though, so they'll make it work this time. You know, my first encounter with this really bizarre ideology of the elites um, was actually by a guy who tried to present himself as being uh, an opponent of the elites, as, as this guy who just had this great idea to, to restructure the world. His name was Jacques Fresco. Uh, he founded something called the Venus Project, promoting the uh, alleged uh, marvels of this resource-based economy. And uh, he had his sidekick, uh, Peter Joseph, a guy who won't tell anybody his last name, and um, you know this guy had come on my radar too. He had created this thing called the, the Zeitgeist Movement, working very closely with Jacques Fresco. And some of his comments were really, really bizarre. He said people who have children are self-serving. They don't care about the carrying capacity of the earth. And uh, he said that he wouldn't mind a one-child policy imposed by the government uh, once the uh, population pressure got serious enough. So I mean, these guys are totalitarians to the core. Um, one of his big videos that got really famous was just anti-Christian propaganda, actually very easy to discredit if you know anything about uh, the truth of the Bible and the truth of history. But he got uh, over 100 million views on this video, and the, the New York Times loved it. They wrote this glowing review about Z-Day and Joseph and um, all, all this crazy ideas they were peddling. Not one critical word about these guys or their crazy plans. And uh, one of uh, these movies associated with this movement actually won an Artivist Award at a very prominent film festival backed by the United Nations. So uh, we'll come back to the United Nations in a moment, but the, the connections are very, very, very deep. Um, now, the, the machinery for this monstrous idea is being put into place, uh, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And, and it really is in the United States. Uh, the technocratic grip is, uh, is really, it's got its arms around our throat. But uh, we are not in the lead here. Actually, communist China seems to be the premier example of technocracy. Yeah, I know they're ruled by the Communist Party and they're officially still uh, communist. And in, in some ways they do still, you know, uh, maintain the outer trappings of communism. But uh, it's much more than that now. Uh, you, you know, you now have a system where experts and, and technocrats, engineers, scientists uh, are, are crucial players in, this, in the central planning rather than just, you know, bureaucrats involved in the Communist Party. And you now have a, a social credit system where the machines keep track of, uh, you know, how reliable, reliable of a slave you are. You know, do you have the right opinions? Do you uh, do what the Communist Party says? Uh, do you have any friends who disagree with the Communist Party? Things like this. And all that is factored into a score uh, created by algorithms that determines whether you are allowed to travel, whether you can leave the country, whether you can have a good job, whether you can uh, be the recipient of higher education, things like this. So you have total technocratic control of the economy, massive central planning. And at the global level, this stuff is being implemented as well. Uh, on this show, we actually did an episode uh, behind the deep state on Agenda 2030. Now, Agenda 2030, when you drill down, is really a recipe for global technocratic government. The New World Order is going to be a global technocracy if these people get their way. Sustainable development. Uh, very, very clearly, they're talking about shifting the entire economic system of the world, uh, to quote uh, the former head of the UN climate machine. And I want to talk uh, briefly about Patrick Wood. We've interviewed Patrick Wood before. 
And uh, he's got two books on the subject of technocracy. Uh, he's actually the guy who really has uh, has popularized this term um, at the grassroots level, right? The elites are very familiar with this term. But uh, even in the freedom movement, in the truth movement, not a lot of people were aware of this until Patrick Wood came on the scene with these two books. Uh, his first one was uh, Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. You can see that right here. And then uh, over here, you've got Technocracy, the Hard Road to World Order. I actually did a review of this one for the New American Magazine very recently that you can find if you click below. Um, before exposing uh, the tech, the move toward technocracy, uh, Patrick Wood was actually involved with a guy that we talk about a lot on this show, Anthony Sutton. Uh, I consider him to be one of America's finest historians. Uh, you know, the late Anthony Sutton. Uh, he he wrote uh, incredible books exposing the role of the deep state in the rise of Nazi Germany, the role of the deep state in the Bolshevik Revolution, uh, exposing the uh, Skull and Bones Society that we did a whole episode on uh, in this program. And uh, he wrote a book with Patrick Wood. Anthony Sutton and Patrick Wood collaborated. Uh, it was called Trilaterals Over Washington. Now, if, if you haven't read this, it's an extremely important book. We also did an episode of this program on the Trilateral Commission where we mentioned that. You can go watch that uh, episode if you'd like. Uh, very informative. And this Trilateral Commission is extremely important. It's one of the deep state behind the deep state organizations. Uh, it was founded by David Rockefeller we've talked about many times. I mean, this is a guy who boasted in his autobiography of being a conspirator, working with a secret cabal against the best interests of his own country to form a one world political and economic order. And uh, he founded it with this guy called Zbigniew Brzezinski, the national security advisor to everybody's favorite president, Jimmy Carter. Uh, note the sarcasm there. And uh, in 1973, they founded this trilateral commission. And, and David Rockefeller had read a book by Zbigniew Brzezinski called um, America's Role in the Technotronic Age, Between Two Ages. And this is basically a full-throated promotion of technocracy. So he argues that pretty much America is obsolete. Uh, Marxism is maybe the next step in human evolution. And then after that, we'll move toward technocracy, where the experts will, will decide things. And so uh, their vision was kind of encapsulated in this term called the New International Economic Order. Uh, this was the goal that the Trilateral Commission said it was working working toward and when you drill down to it, as Patrick Wood explains very well, this new international economic order is just technocracy. It's just warmed over technocracy. And now we see this being implemented by trilaterals, by members of the Council on Foreign Relations, which we've also explored extensively in this series, uh, by all these organs of the deep state. So let me give you some examples. Um, globalist John Podesta, who, of course, is a member of the Trilateral Commission, is very, very deeply involved uh, with the elites and with the push for a new world order. Uh, he was also one of the key players behind behind uh, Agenda 2030, the UN's uh, global program to transform the planet into sustainable development. And they tell you in there, the government should take control of production and consumption. The, brain, the government should brainwash all children so that they'll promote sustainable development. I mean, that's how brainwashed they need to be. Uh, the, the government should uh, control consumption and production. They, they should uh, redistribute wealth. It's not enough to just have national wealth redistribution. Now we need redistribution among countries as well, not just within countries. These are all things in Agenda 2030. Now, uh, Podesta, uh, of course, was a very, very important figure in this, and he's been a very important figure in the U.S. government for a long time. Again, a member of the Trilateral Commission. Uh, he served as chief of staff for Clinton. He helped run Hillary Clinton's campaign. He was deeply involved uh, in the Obama administration. Uh, and he's also, of course, the guy from Spirit Cooking, right? Who could forget the Spirit Cooking? Check out the images of Spirit Cooking. Uh, you know, he was invited along with his brother to a Spirit Cooking with Marina Abramovich. And uh, you can see some of the images from that. Absolutely disgusting stuff that these people are involved in.
Now, the, the global warming hoax is also critical to this agenda to pushing um, technocracy. I mentioned earlier the head of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, her uh, former head, her name was Cristiana Figueres. Uh, she actually opened uh, one of these climate summits in 2012 with a prayer to the Mayan goddess Ixchel. Uh, true story, actually. This was in Cancun. And you know, quickly looked up Ixchel. She said it was the goddess of creativity, the Mayan goddess of creativity. Turns out it was actually the Mayan goddess of cannibalism, human sacrifice, and war. What, a, what, a, what an appropriate uh, false idol to open up a prayer by the UN Climate Summit. Um, unbelievable stuff. And she said in 2015, this is a direct quote, uh, this is probably the most difficult task we have ever given ourselves, which is to intentionally transform the economic development model of the world for the first time in human history. Now, um, one of the quotes that Patrick Wood relies on um, in this book, The Hard Road to World Order, which again is phenomenal, um, is really revealing as well. It actually appeared in the Council on Foreign Relations magazine, crucial deep state publication. Uh, and the quote was uh, by a guy called Richard Gardner. He said this on the road to world order. It will look like a great booming, buzzing confusion, but an end run around national sovereignty, eroding it piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old fashioned frontal assault. Uh, this was in 1974, by the way. Um, and again, th this quote is really important to understanding what's going on here. Now, uh, you know, they are eroding sovereignty piece by piece, and it does look confusing, right? To the average person who, you know, watches the fake media, none of this makes any sense. Why are all these things happening? Why does our sovereignty keep getting more and more eroded? Well, uh, once you understand the agenda, you understand what is going on here. Uh, more recently, another member of the Council on Foreign Relations, Dr. Parag Khanna, uh, he wrote a book called technocracy in America. And this uh, this basically proposes uh, a technocratic form of government for the United States. We'll get rid of the U.S. Senate. Uh, we'll have a uh, executive committee that'll make all the decisions. And we let the U.S. Supreme Court modernize the U.S. Constitution to make possible, um, you know, the, the replacement of representative government with technocratic government. Now, other uh, crucial components of technocracy, uh, at least the road to technocracy, we have these public-private partnerships where you're melding uh, government and corporate power into one, right? So, so the elitists get to make all the profits off the back of the backs of the taxpayer, and they get to finance all kinds of idiotic projects that the uh, free market would never support, right? Projects to convert us into a technocracy. Um, Another crucial element of this is the erosion of local government, right? No more do we get to have uh, elected uh, city councils and county commissions, things like this. Uh, increasingly, and this is happening all over America, probably in your community too, uh, they are moving toward regional government. So you'll get, uh, you know, a group of cities will come together under this council of government or council of governments, a COG, uh, happening all across America with incentives and funding from the federal government. Uh, and it's also happening on a broader scale, too, right? In Europe, you have the European Union smashing national sovereignty. In Africa, you have the African Union. Putin is building the Eurasian Union in the United States, Mexico, and Canada. They're working on a North American Union. Uh, very, very important components of this. Uh, and so the regionalization of government, the removal of representative elected officials, with replacing that with bureaucratic, technocratic forms of government. Um, another key component of this will be the financial side of it, right? Rather than having plain old money, uh, we'll be moving toward a different type of economy. Probably some type of cryptocurrency will be involved. And uh, naturally, we'll move toward a cashless society. And the elites have been very, very active on this. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on the cashless society uh, in the weeks and months ahead. 
Smart cities, of course, are, are another uh, important component of this. They're herding us all into cities, kicking us all off our land. The New York Times uh, just had a recent thing saying that uh, single-family homes are actually racist and segregation. We should all live in uh, stack them and pack them Agenda 21 houses. Right. Uh, and, and I think Patrick Wood does something really important, too. He, he points out in the book that um, this is really beyond just, you know, a, a physical problem. Uh, these people in, in, he's got a whole chapter in here called Worshiping the Creation. And what he explains is that these people have actually made technology, technocracy, scientism into an idol. And they are now worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Uh, he's got some great Bible verses in there to support that. And, and that is where we're moving. Right. Um, now. You are inadvertently, probably, uh, involved in this system already, right? You're already being surveilled. You're already being monitored. You're already being controlled. Uh, so one of the things Patrick Wood recommends in his book to, to help uh, fight back against this is get off the social media stuff. Quit using Facebook and Google and Twitter. Uh, you know, give them disinformation. Rely on alternatives, right? Don't give them all your information. Don't let them track you and manipulate you. So we've got to resist. We've got to fight back, guys. If the deep state gets its way and we end up with this global technocracy, uh, it is going to be uh, the end of individual liberty, the end of Western civilization, the end of uh, this, you know, everything that we hold dear. So it, it's crucial that we resist this trend toward technocracy. And uh, one of the ways to, to start getting involved is to first educate yourself. I'm Alex Newman. This was Behind the Deep State. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Now, if you haven't watched the rest of our episodes, go back and, and do those. Uh, you know, get these books if you need them. Uh, great resource if you want to learn about technocracy. Watch the interviews we've done with, uh, with Patrick Wood. Uh, and get involved in this fight. And, and like, share, subscribe. YouTube is trying to shut us down now. They just took another one of our videos down without giving us any explanation, said it was a violation of terms of service. So help us get this information out, guys. Help share this uh, with your with your contacts, with your family, with your friends, with your church, uh, whoever it might be. Help us get the word out. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to defeat the deep state without people taking an active role in getting educated and educating others. So again, do what you can to help us get this word out. Uh, thank you very much. God bless you. Again, I'm Alex Newman. Stay tuned for more.